sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Hee-Haw episode. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks, our toll-free telephone number, 844-843-6879. Might take some phone calls later this hour, a little YouTube chat as well as we get into the NBA, NHL. A couple of college football and NFL notes to get to. And uh, how about some tennis? Uh, for some reason, we don't follow tennis too much, although I think it is a good sport to bet on. You really, you know, if you bet the favorites uh, on the men's side and the underdogs on the women's side, more times than not, you come out on top. Uh, they are heading to a fourth set now. Rafi Nadal leading uh, uh, Stefanos uh, Cispedes, uh 6-3, 6-2, and uh, 6-7, they just dropped the third set, so he's not going to win it in straight sets. So they go to a fourth set with Nali to get the two sets to one. Medvedev advanced earlier today with a straight set win. Uh, uh, Barty on the women's side, the number one seed, lost uh, to Akova. Uh, and she ended up winning the first set 6-1 and lost the next two, 3-6, uh, 2-6. So out she goes. So, but uh, we'll keep an eye on Nadal and see if he suffers a scare. I told you, you know, we, I like doing this with tennis. If you go to FanDuel and you hit on the Australian Open icon and then you hit more wagers, they actually allow you to put a couple of shekels on every single point, believe it or not. You, you can bet, forget about who's going to win the match, who's going to win the set, who's going to win the game. You can bet on every point. And they have the same thing. When you have a prohibitive favorite like Nadal is, they, you know, make the odds on the points crazy as well. Like Nadal to to win the fifth point in his uh, first game is minus three twenty. So if you bet Cispedes at plus two ten for basically every point, you know, as long as he doesn't get blitzed and and lose in love, you're, you're breaking even. And if the guy should actually win two points in this one game. And then you made your money, you know, based on a hundred dollar bet, you know, that would be two winners at two to one, that's four hundred, and you're losing twice, so you're winning, you know, two hundred bucks, you know, again, based on a hundred dollar bet. Uh, but you're winning, you know, two times, losing two times, and when you're getting two to one on your winners, that's pretty damn good. So you got to get an even match, you know, but these matches for the most part have been, you know, I, I know he got whacked in the first couple of sets here, but he showed that he's got, you know, something left in his game in the third set. I'd be doing this the whole game. I really, I, I would be doing this the whole match, rather. Uh, I would just keep on betting, you know, whether it's uh, Nadal matches, whether it's, um, you know, Federer matches, whether it's Djokovic matches. Now, Federer's not involved here, I know, but whether it's Joker matches, um, the Serena will be interesting later on against Usaka. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. That's pretty much an even match. I do think, by the way, and I got a tweet on that, uh, who I thought was going to win. I think Serena's going to win. I, I think Osaka's not, you know, not going to lay down and die. 
uh, on her, but I, I think there's a certain amount of guilt from when they faced each other a couple of years ago and Serena didn't get a major and she's still searching for that magical one more major to tie Margaret Court. I, I, I just think subliminally, uh, you know, uh, Osaka's going to like, I don't want to deal with this again. I don't want to have to deal with beating her. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be the bad guy. I, you know, so you can get Serena plus 120 on, uh, on that match. Uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. So we'll keep an eye on that. In fact, let me flip the game uh, or the match on. And uh, if this gets really, really interesting, then we'll really start to break it down. But uh, boy, if the Dow ends up losing this match, and it's a long ways to go, he's up 2-1. But you talk about the Joker. You could have had him at 5-1. to one. When, when he uh, barely got through his, um, I think, fourth-round match, and it was taken to the fifth set, by that unknown guy, the American, he went up to five to one on FanDuel to win. Five to one. That, I, I can't remember the last time I saw five to one odds on uh, Djokovic winning a major. It, it just doesn't get that high. You know, he's usually two to one, even money. So this, he was like minus one fifty at the start of this tournament. That, that's how much of a prohibitive favorite he was. So for him to be five to one really was way out of line, way out of line. Let me see if they got updated odds on uh, outrights. Uh, minus 130. Wow. Now, he's going to have to face the Dow in the final, more than likely. But he's minus, he, he was 5-1 to one last week, late last week. That's amazing. And now he's minus, back to minus 130. Amazing. Remarkable. All right, NBA yesterday. We'll get into the NBA. we got opposite picks later on this hour. Uh, we'll go over our uh, prop plays for today. We recapped them uh, yesterday. Uh, not a great day, at least not as far as our systems are concerned. NBA last night, and we'll go over uh, some of the games for later on today. But Celtics knock off the Nuggets, 112-99. The late game's the key. The Nets did it again. Uh, game went over. 20 and 3 over their last 23 games. 20 and, th and these, these streaks are just getting remarkable. Uh, you know, Jazz should be back in action later on tonight. They got a headline game against the LA Clippers. We'll see who's actually playing for the Clippers. I don't know if you're a Jazz fan. If you want to have the Clippers play Kwai and Paul George, who have missed the last couple of games, or just because you want to be able to beat the best. It's the first of two. They got back-to-back -back games, uh, two games in three nights. So do you want those guys to play to be able to say, hey, we beat the Clippers with their, you know, A group out there? Or do you want to have those guys sit? Because obviously it increases your chances to continue this winning streak. I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? At, at this point, I guess, if you're, uh, you know, Jazz fan, just keep those wins coming by any which way possible. But we'll go over the NBA, NHL, all coming up next. Opposite Picks on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she... This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Not the end of the world right now. It's not. It's really not. We have to be better. And obviously one of our, our best players in the team and playmakers and best defenders on the team is not playing with us. Obviously it's not an excuse. I'm not the guy that uh, gives excuses, but he's a big part of who we are. 
But at the end of the day, guys, this is, you know, I don't, I'm not on social media. I'm not following social media right now. I don't have time. Liam takes all, all of my time. But uh, I kind of have the feeling that everybody's in a panic mode, which is should not be the case. We should keep improving. We should keep improving. We should keep playing good basketball. We should watch the film. And at the end of the day, we got to go out there and compete. You know, when you come here, nothing can be easy. Ah, the Greek freak there is really not Greek as the Bucks lose again last night. Four in a row. First time in the regular season in three-plus seasons. You know, he was talking about Drew Holiday being out and not playing. That That's, no, that, you know, he did say it, uh, so I'm not going to knock him, but th that's no excuse. You know, Drew Holiday, you know, we're not talking about a 30-point score here. We're talking about a guy that averages 16 points a game. Good part of their, their, their team. I, I get all that stuff, but... You know what? They got to find a way to win. You lose against the Toronto Raptors at home. That just doesn't cut it. They, you know, the Raptors are this year are an under 500 team. They're not very good. They're a beatable team. They have, you know, the ability to be very good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the bottom line is that they're, you know, 13 and 15. So they were 12 and 15 heading into this game. Four straight losses for the Bucs. They're not stopping anybody. I tell you the, the most uh, amazing thing, I looked it up. That he needs to step up if he's really going to be the man, and he's really he's not the man. He he just isn't. He's you know he's a nice player, but you, he's being asked to be the second guy. I mean, you look at the difference between the Nets now, and we all know the Nets are a different situation. But you know, the second man on the Nets is is either Kyrie Irving or James Harden, right? Besides uh, behind Durant, you know, the second and third guys on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. That's all you need to know. And that's why if you're going to put, you know, a future play in, you put it in on the Nets. This is going to be a tough team to beat. It really is. And with each passing day, they get better and better. Last night, they win last night in Phoenix, 128 to 124. They're down 24. Uh, they're down 21 at the half. They're down 12 in the fourth quarter. Uh, somehow or another, they actually turn up the defense. They hold Devin Booker scoreless in the fourth quarter. And uh, they had the biggest rally in the NBA this year, down 24 points, and actually rallied to win the game. Uh, that, that's a tough. If you're a, a Suns fan, that is a tough loss. And the game went over, as we've discussed. Now 20 and three over. Kyrie sits out. There he is. Uh, you see him on the sidelines, jumping up and down along with Kevin Durant. You know Durant's got a bad hamstring. Kyrie supposedly has a bad back, and here these two guys are jumping up and down in excitement because their team is rallying, which is good to see. However, I, I thought you guys were injured. I, I thought you had a bad back, Kyrie. There, there's Kevin Durant shoving him into the basket, extension and excitement, you know, and jubilation. And there's Durant jumping up and down. Like, Wait a minute, how, how are you jumping up and down if you got a strained left hamstring? Why are you guys even on the bench with injuries like that? I mean, it's just, well, it's tough. Uh, it is tough. Irving's now missed 10 games this year. They've only played seven games. I think it's now 19 games, the big three. Durant, Irving, and uh, Harden. Seven games only. You know, there's got to come a point in time where they're going to have to get on the court because I don't want to have them use this as an excuse in the end if they don't win the Eastern Conference. Uh, or at all for that matter. I don't want to have them have the ability to say, well, you know what, we had so many injuries and uh, it'll be next year, next year. No, 
It's this year for the Nets. Uh, you win now. I don't care if you play five games together. It'll get out on the court. Find a way. Lakers beat Minnesota. LeBron goes for 30. You know, the Lakers are 5-1. and one. This goes back to what I've, I've been telling you. Play these teams without their star players. I know it makes no sense, but Lakers are now 5-1 and one without Anthony Davis. 5-1. and one. Minnesota was the big bet last night for some goofy reason. That line dropped all the way to 6. Minnesota. God-awful Minnesota. Uh, Edwards had a season-high uh, 28, so a career-high for the rookie, 28 points. But Carl uh, Anthony Towns was basically invisible, and LeBron goes for 30, and the Lakers win by 8, and they cover the six-point spread, 112-104. to 5-1 without a day. Interesting. I think almost LeBron, you know, you, you look for spots because not only does it mean more LeBron, I think LeBron enjoys the challenges of, uh, you know, being outmanned. I, I think, uh, you know, winning a championship last year kind of spoiled him. It's a long season. You know, these guys just need a little – they just need challenges, you know. And I think he views it as a challenge. Can I take these uh, sad sack of players over the top without AD? I, I, I do. Portland wins again very quietly. They end the game on an 18-2 run, beat OKC 115-104. Um OKC had rallied from 24 down into third before Portland uh, pulled away there uh, in the fourth. And uh, the, the Jail Blazers have now won five in a row, seven of eight. They've covered all those wins. They're on a nice little 9-2 and two against the spread run their last 11 games. Lillard with 31, Carmelo with 10. So not a bad – very quietly. Again, are you going to take that team seriously? Yeah, probably not, right? Eh, probably not. But you have to at least give credit where credit is due. Seventeen and ten is Portland uh, after last night's victory. So big game today on the NBA slates. Uh, test number one. You got uh, the Utah Jazz playing the LA Clippers. Let's hope the Clippers have a full team. Kawhi, Paul George. This way, there are no excuses now. And then maybe, just maybe, the Jazz will start getting more credit. All right, uh, opposite picks on a Wednesday morning right here at Sportsman Radio. Here is next time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How about that? As pitchers and catches report for several clubs today. Can't wait for the over-unders to come out on FanDuel. That, that's, uh, but I imagine they got to figure out, you know, are we going to have a DH in the National League before they uh, can come out with the over-unders? Are we going to have, uh, you know, seven teams in the playoffs? Is going to go back to six? Or, you know, what's the case going to be? So I guess we got to figure out the rules before we can actually post the over-unders. But they do have the odds um on uh, the other stuff uh, on uh, who's going to win the world series <clears throat> so but when the over-unders come out then we'll have some fun now that is for sure all right uh let's check out a little uh, action here on the uh, tennis courts as uh you know Sisipidis, uh is actually holding uh, his own here in the fourth set nadal uh oof, 
But this goes back to what I was saying before. Now, Nadal just won uh, the fifth game, so leads it 3-2. But uh, in this fourth set, he was down 15-40. So if you played every single point, I would do it until uh, the, the fourth point. Then I would stop. Play the first four points of every game at 2-1. to one, uh, You would have won 500 bucks or five units, we'll say. At 2-1. to one, you would have won when he got to 15. You would have won when he got to 30. You would have won when he got to 40. So that's three times two. That's six. And you would have lost the one that Nadal won. So you would have been up five. Well, no matter, you know, depending on how much you bet. Uh, but again, just for the sake of uh, simplicity, if you bet $100, you won 200, 200, 200, and you lost 100. You won 500 bucks. And it's always higher when uh, Nadal serves. But I'm telling you, you get in these matches, especially later in the match. Maybe not the first set. First set, the best player comes out flying. Although there are times when, when the guy drops the first set and then kind of you know shows his will after that. But uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be doing that every single time. Let, let's see um, Australian Open now. Now, uh, Cispinus is now uh, serving, so the, the lines won't be as crazy. Uh, in fact, wow, now, now you can go the other way. Holy crow. Now, uh, Nadal's a strong underdog, plus 180, plus 180, plus 170. I was the first four points. Um, he is that, so I would play first four points of this sixth game. Nadal getting plus 180. Now, I like to get the two to one because this way, if I go one and two, I'm, I'm breaking even. This way, if I go one and two, I'm losing a little bit, but still. Let's just add a curiosity's sake. Let's see how this thing turns out. First four of the sixth game. I can't believe Nadal is that big of an underdog. I would have figured maybe pick him in these games um, or points. Eh, okay, Nadal dropped the first point. All right, so that's okay. We win a second point, and we're still up uh, plus 70. That, that, you know, you're not going to win every single point, but that's okay. Come on, Rafi. This other guy, Sis, yeah, try saying his name ten times. Uh, uh, Stefanos is, uh, you know, he's sweating like a pig. Holy crow. He is like soaking wet. I don't know how hot it is there, but I uh, just out of curiosity. Think we'll see how that, uh, that thing goes little in-game live here on a, on a morning show. Why not? Uh, NBA later on tonight. Let's take a look at some of the lines. Now, again, I hope, uh, there you go. Nadal won. Boom. I'm up plus 70. Just like, just like that. Just like that. Boy, that is really – forget about NBA, forget about hockey, forget about shots on goal, forget about point totals, assist totals. Just play points at the Australian Open. I mean, you got to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, but that's okay. You know what? If I'm going to get two – you're going to give me Rafi Nadal at two to one, basically, on every point, I'll, I'll take that when uh, Sispinus uh, serves, which he did just win the next one. All right, so now it's two to one. All right, so we got one more. Let, let's see if we can get uh, one more. If we can get a 30-30 here, then we won uh, big bucks on uh, on Rafi. Uh, he didn't. All right, so he went one and three. All right, but one and three, I basically broke even. All right, and that and that's the beauty of it all. Uh, you know, all you have to do is really win one time and you break even. Um, this, this, I tell you what, Rafi could be in trouble here. He could be in trouble. All right, NBA tonight. Got some good games, including the headliner. Utah now. The boys in Vegas fans, I don't know if they know something that we don't know, but Kawhi hasn't played in a couple of games. Paul George hasn't played in a couple of games. Clippers have been without four starters uh, their last game. 
So, which they did win, by the way, against Miami. But you'd be surprised if you wonder why they're three and a half point underdogs. That's why. I, I guess FanDuel is assuming that those guys are not going to play again. So, um, three and a half point road favorites, by the way, not home favorites for the Jazz. This might be the first time in a long time that that one, the, you know, the fifth point. So, there, you're back to plus money. Uh, and I would play Nadal, you know, if I was going to do this. Maybe I wouldn't play, you know, uh, Ronaldo there uh, every point, but I would play Rafi every point that he's getting served to. Uh, but this is why they're three and a half. This is the first time that they maybe really adjusted the line to, like, really favor Utah. Now they're making it a little – you want to lay three and a half on the road? Um, I will tell you, if those guys <clears> – <throat> excuse me, if those guys don't play, Absolutely. If the, in fact, if we find out for sure, I'm a little surprised FanDuel actually has the line, to tell you the truth. Because I get a feeling if those guys don't play, if all four of those guys, is, and obviously the main two, Kawhi and, and Paul, that'll go up to five. I, I bet that'll go up even higher than what it is now. So, But that's your that's your headliner. Some interesting lines in the NBA. You know, Golden State's getting a point at home against Miami. Well, I tell you, they, they can't get off this uh, this Miami Heat team. I, I don't understand it. I don't know why they're getting the love. This team has been a major, major, major disappointment this year. You know, they're, they're playing awful. They're on the road. Um, you know, uh, they're 4-9 on the road this year. They're 11-16 they're overall. They've lost a couple of games already. Why are the Miami Heat? A road favorite over Golden State, which, oh, by the way, is 10 and 6 at home. You know, 15. We saw this with like the Atlanta and the Knicks game the other night as well, right? Knicks had the better record. They were playing at home. They were playing better. Atlanta is struggling. And somehow or another, the Hawks were a one and a half point road favorite. And, and lo and behold, the Knicks won. Same thing tonight with this game. Golden State's at home. They got the better record. They're uh, 10 and 6 at home. I told you Miami is four nine on the road. There is just, but it's the NBA. So now you got to wait. If you put it in now, then you're going to find out later on that Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins aren't playing. You know that's what could happen with this stuff. So as much as you see a faulty little line or a strange line, we'll say eh, more times than not, there's something behind it. So be careful on that. Although I don't think that line would go up anymore. I'll take my chances. If Miami can lose to the Clippers without four of the Clippers starters, they could certainly lose to Golden State. And uh, Steph hasn't been out, so I don't think there's any reason, unless I missed an injury, why he wouldn't be playing. So as long as he's playing. Got to go back on Portland, right? You know, getting three at New Orleans. Now the Pelicans off a nice little win, but the, the Jailblazers five in a row, seven of eight. Winning last night, New Orleans winning last night. But you want to give me Portland plus three? I, I would take that. Um, Denver's laying only three and a half in Washington. Now, Washington's now won two in a row. Do you think this uh, pathetic Wizards team has really kind of turned things around? I kind of doubt it. Denver looked awful last night, though. I was, I, I watched a portion of that game. And uh, because uh, Jokic was going off for his 43 points. Now, he scored 43, and they still lost. But, they, you know, it's one thing to lose to the Celtics. Now they got to lose to the Washington Wiz. Mm, I don't know. Uh, that that the, It's funny. The Nuggets were only a one-and-a-half-point dog to Boston. And now they're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite to Washington. Uh, it's a five-point swing. 
You know, Washington is not five points different than Boston. Washington's about 10 points different than Boston. So you'd think Denver would bounce back, right? You would think. Uh, Philadelphia laying 11 against the Rockets. I uh, don't like that one. Speaking of the Celtics, and speaking of teams that the, the boys at FanDuel just in, in Vegas just love for some particular reason, Celtics laying only four against Atlanta. Uh, I, I, you know, the, you can beat the Denver Nuggets by double digits, and now you can't beat the Atlanta Hawks at home. You know, albeit, you know, they played last night and Atlanta did not, but I, I, don't, I don't understand this love affair with the Atlanta Hawks. I, I just, you know, they sit there at 10 or 11 and 16. They're in, uh, you know, outside of the top eight in the Eastern Conference. They have lost four in a row, eight of 10. And they're only a four-point dog at Boston, which, you know, I know the Celtics are struggling, but they still are the Boston Celtics. They still are home where they're seven and four. They still are one game over 500. Um, man, some of these lines tonight, very strange, very, you know, again, check your sights, see who's in, see who's out. Maybe, uh, you know, a couple of the C's aren't playing tonight, but otherwise I'd be all over Boston. I'd be shocked that that line didn't go up. And then you got the Knicks. How about that? A little progress for the New York Knicks. Laying four at Orlando. When's the last time the Knicks have been a road favorite over anybody? I'm I'm venturing to guess that's the first time this year. I wouldn't think, uh, you know what, let me see. Um, I haven't been favorites that often, period, let alone on the road. Uh, They were favorites at Cleveland back in January. They lost 106-103. They were on the road favorites. And they were favorites against the Wiz laying three last week, which they won 109 to 91. So they've been road favorites twice, and they're one and one. This Magic team, though, they, they you talk about a team that's in a serious, serious funk. Uh, they are it. They have lost a, a zillion games uh, straight up and against the spread. So be careful with that one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They lost 10 of 13. They are not playing good. Obviously. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Music means time to take out your padded pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, seven games a night, five, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel, and we proved it again last night. Solid four and three. Nothing spectacular, but I'd rather be four and three than three and four. We improve our overall mark to 90 winners, only 64 losers. 26 games over 500. Here we go. We got some college basketball action, a six-pack, all college hoops tonight. Game number one. Pittsburgh laying three and a half versus NC State. Yeah, both teams are stinking out the joint. Pitts lost five of six. State has lost four of five. But let's go with the home team. 
Uh, the Pitt Panthers who have at least been competitive in their losses. Same can't be said for North Carolina State, which is coming off a 16-point home loss to Duke. Now, losing to Duke used to be acceptable, but not this year and not by 16 points. Pittsburgh has nice wins over Duke, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse a couple of times. State, meanwhile, has one win over an ACC team with a winning record. One. Love Pittsburgh tonight at home, laying just three and a half. Give me North Carolina State, plus the three and a half. Pick number two, Louisville laying three and a half versus Syracuse. Uh, the Cardinals have been chomping at the bit to get back on the basketball court. They've been hit hard with the coronavirus. They played the fewest games in the league in the ACC, missing out on five games. Players affected, head coach affected as well, but there are, they are back, and they're going to take it out on an outman Syracuse team that's just 6-5 in ACC play. Louisville playing just 3.5 against mediocre Syracuse at home. Love the Cardinals. It'll be Syracuse plus the 3.5. Pick number three. Kentucky laying 3.5 and then, wow. Now, I know Kentucky is not the Kentucky of old. I get it. They couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. I get it. They couldn't spell win if you spotted them the W in the end. I get all that stuff. But they have to be better than Vandy. Vandy. I mean, the Cats are only three-and-a-half-point favorites over Vandy. Six-and-ten Vanderbilt. Two-and-eight in the SEC. Vandy. Losers of nine straight to Kentucky. Vandy. No way. I love, love, love Kentucky tonight. Give me Vanderbilt plus the three and a half. Pick number four, Indiana laying four versus Minnesota. Uh, there is no more heckle and jekyll of a club in college basketball than this Minnesota team. They are anything but golden, the Golden Gophers, on the road. Minnesota, 13-1 at home. But this game's not at home. It's on the road where they are winless, 0-7. Yep, 1-6, as a matter of fact, against the spread in those games. So not only aren't they winning uh, with uh, the court stuff, but they're not even winning with the boys in Vegas either. 0-7 straight up, 1-6 against the uh, spread on the road. 6-0-7 losses have come by double digits, and now all I have to do is lay four Minnesota on the road? <laughs> you can't possibly bet Minnesota tonight. Minnesota plus the four. Pick number five, Tennessee laying ten and a half versus South Carolina. Ah, there's nothing like the Cox to get things straightened out for your club. Vols just four and four after starting the season ten and one, but South Carolina is just what the doctor ordered. They stink. They lost seven of nine with all but one of those losses coming by double digits, so they're getting blown out. They're just two and five on the road this year. Simply put, South Carolina stinks. There is just no reason to think that they're going to be competitive tonight. Love Tennessee at home. They roll by double digits. Give me South Carolina plus the 10 and a half. Pick number six, Kansas laying 13 at Kansas State. You know, if there's one constant in college basketball, it's that you bet Kansas against Kansas State on the road. Kansas has lost to Kansas State just five times in the last 38 years. Yeah. 38 years, only five losses. 
I don't care if I got to lay double digits with a not classic Kansas team. They do not lose at Kansas State, and Kansas State this year blows especially bad. 1-12 in Big 12 play with one of those losses coming by 23 points to the same Kansas team a couple of weeks ago. They don't stand a chance tonight. This team lost to Fort Hayes State, for goodness sake. Fort Hayes State? What is a Fort Hayes State? I mean, they're just 7-15 and 15 against the spread as well. They're absolutely the worst of the worst. You'd have to be the biggest moat, moron, mutthead, mush, nitwit, pinhead, simpleton, ignoramus, lame brain, blockhead, perv brain, basket case, twit, dope, fool, jackass in the world to put a hurricane money on Kansas State. Yeah, give me Kansas State, plus the 13. Our college basketball tonight, opposite pick six pack. We're going to start with NC State plus three and a half versus Pittsburgh, Syracuse plus three and a half versus Louisville, Mandy plus three and a half versus Kentucky, Minnesota plus four at Indiana, South Carolina plus ten and a half against Tennessee. And it pains me to say it, but uh, you know, give me Kansas State plus the 13 against Kansas. Opposite picks on this Wednesday, February 17th. All right, there you go. You're all set. Post those on the website as we always do. Nice four and three mark yesterday. Uh, we started out slowly, but picked up steam late in the uh, evening. We lost with Michigan State plus five and a half. And it was actually a, a fairly competitive game, but they just couldn't score down the stretch. Uh, lost with Florida. They got blown out from start to finish at Arkansas. So we started out 0-2, and it looked like it was going to be one of those nights. But uh, we followed that up with a, uh, a win outright by 10 by Georgia against Missouri. Um, we won with Maryland laying nine against Nebraska, which didn't uh, come to play last night. Lost with Xavier plus two at St. John's. I really did like St. John's a lot in that game. They, they should have been much more than a two-point favorite. Uh, we covered with Northwestern. Only lost by seven at Illinois. Go figure. Illini playing great. Northwestern's atrocious. And, uh, you know, the Wildcats actually covered the spread, getting 12 and a half. And then our one NBA game last night, Toronto plus six, one outright against Milwaukee. As again, the Bucks lose for uh, their fourth in a row for the first time since the nineteen, uh, for, since the uh, two thousand seventeen eighteen season. Wow, I, I did not see that one coming. I really, I, I thought for sure they'd come out like gangbusters, but uh, there is something seriously wrong with that uh, Milwaukee team. So, winner on Toronto, winner on Northwestern, winner on Maryland, winner on Georgia, and then loser on Xavier, Florida, Michigan State. So four and three, you know, not great, but uh, you know, a couple of shekels uh, above the the five hundred mark, uh, even with the big. So ninety and sixty four our overall record. And again, we'll post that stuff uh, on the website. Tennis, uh, Rafi is in the seventh game of the fourth set. And I just took the score off. I know it was 3-3. Three, three. I think he was trying to serve. It's 4-4, four, four, actually. They're, they're in the uh, uh, in the ninth game. So 40-40, uh, Rafi serving on serve uh, against uh, Sispinus uh, trying to uh, win that match in four games. So we'll keep you posted on that before we through. We'll update that one more time. Uh, a couple of other little uh, notes here. Um, NHL, you know, we haven't talked too much NHL outside of the props that uh, we had mentioned before. Ran down the NBA. What do we got NHL tonight? Got a, a yeah, decent little slate of games. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five games. I tell you, if, if you don't mind laying the big wood, now I would not do this. I wouldn't. But you know who's playing tonight, right, on the ice? Ottawa at Toronto. What's so big deal about that, you ask? Well, remember the game two nights ago? Of course, it's our three-team parlay. Toronto, 5-1 lead over this Ottawa Senators team, late second period, and they blow it. 
They lose 6-5 in overtime. Now, in your world and in mine, maybe not that big a deal, but up in Canada over the last two days, you talk about a team just being absolutely crucified and ridiculed. That's what has happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So if they have any heart whatsoever, Matthews, Tavares, if, if they have any, any guts, any backbone, any heart whatsoever, they will beat the crap out of this Ottawa team. You know, maybe land. this is the beauty of the NHL. The straight line just to win the game is minus 350. If you don't mind laying a goal and a half, if you really think that they're going to come out flying, and this is where your strategy and your thinking comes into play, um, you have one of two options. One, you can take Toronto on the money line after regulation, meaning if the game goes to overtime, you lose your bet, whether Toronto wins or not. But that drops the line down from minus 350 to minus 220. A little more reasonable. And again, if your thinking is, well, Toronto's going to come out flying, they're going to kill them, uh, and if you have just something against laying uh, goals, um, you know, you think they're going to win in regulation, I'm not going to need overtime, you lay the minus 220. I actually happen to like that bet. If you don't even want to lay the minus 220, which I fully understand, you can lay the Maple Leafs a goal and a half, and it drops the line from minus 350 to only minus 126. That's a huge jump. Or drop, actually. You know, that that's... Baseball's pretty good when you lay a run and a half, but not like hockey. Hockey, that line, that's a 225-point that's a drop. From minus 350 to minus 120... It's, officially, it's 126. We'll just say 125. That is a huge drop. And all they have to do is win by two goals. And again, if you're thinking is that Toronto's all pissed off and they're all embarrassed... And they just want to beat the crap out of this Ottawa team, which which stinks to begin with. Then you lay the goal and a half because what are the chances of them, you know, playing a one goal game? Heck, it could be a one goal game when you get an empty netter and you win by two. So, I, that that is the you know one of the best things about hockey playing betting, uh, the the ability to lay that goal and a half and drop that way way down. So you got three options. Well, four, I suppose. You, you could take Ottawa and, and do the unthinkable and, and think they're going to win back-to-back games. And who knows with this Toronto team. So you could take Ottawa plus the 280. You could take Toronto uh, minus 350, which I would never do. Maybe put them in a parlay, but I, I would not play it straight. You could take the Maple Leafs after regulation at minus 220, which, you know, a little more reasonable. Don't like laying 220, but compared to 350, okay. Or you lay the, uh, the goal and a half. I, I'm going to say lay the goal and a half at minus 126. If my thinking is they're going to come out firing, uh, you know they're not taking the foot off the pedal this game. You know, not, not have to blow it a four-goal lead with a period basically left last game. So it's not going to be a situation where they're going to call off the dog. So I, I would lay the goal and a half. I, I would. And I might just play the over as well, six and a half. And that maybe that's your fifth option because I, I think there are going to be a lot of goals scored in this game. So... You know, the Blackhawks are, you know, um, are, are actually now road favorites. This team was supposed to be god-awful, and they've actually, I think, now won five in a row. They're actually pretty darn good. Now, their favorite, minus 142 at Detroit. I know the Red Wings are awful, but still, that's, wow. Uh, Chicago's come a long way, a long way. Calgary, which may end up being the best team up in Canada. They, they may be the team that very quietly kind of sneaks out of that division. 
Uh, minus 150 against Vancouver, which uh, can't get out of its own way. I like Calgary in that game. Uh, Edmonton's uh, only minus 140 against Winnipeg. Uh, you got Florida, which is the quietest, hottest team uh, in the NHL, uh, getting plus 140 at Carolina. Plays of the night in the National Hockey Not a lot, but five games. And that Toronto one, that's, that's the one. All right, we'll update the uh, well, the uh, poll question, and we'll check out a couple of stories that we'd have time to delve into as we close up shop here on Anopolis Mix Wednesday, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Going to a fifth set. How about that? I thought it was uh, Sispinus that was going to be running out of gas, but Rafi now looks like he's running out. It was 4 4, and uh, he was broken at uh, 5 4, and then uh, Sispinus uh, won the final uh, game to make it 6 4. So they're going to a fifth and final set. He, he looks like he's gassed. I tell you, these tennis players. Forget basketball. It's it's comical how you know basketball players, you know, running up and down the court, stopping all the time, timeouts, you know. And I get it. You have your little breaks in tennis. I get that. But for the most part, it it is three, four hours, sometimes five straight hours of slamming that ball back and forth, uh, jerking left, jerking right, going for going backwards. I mean, that takes a lot of energy. You know, when you when you discuss like. The uh, most athletic players in sports. You don't generally hear tennis guys' names come into the conversation. But I'm, I'm telling you, these guys got to be in shape. I mean, they, they remind me of me back in my heyday. I mean, really, they they have just, for four-plus hours, just hitting that ball as hard as possible. Man, that's tough. And uh, I got to tell you, right now, Rafi looks like he's gassed. Looks like he's done heading to the fifth set. Which, you know, if you're a joker... And you got five to one odds, and you were smart enough to get the five to one odds uh, the other day. Uh, he's next up, boy. I tell you, that is one major obstacle gone from the field if uh, Nadal get, actually loses today. Um, those minus one, I, I'll tell you what, if you want to play a little something, he's now minus still 130, right? Futures, uh, let's see real quickly here. Um, outrights. Yeah, minus 130, you'd be wise to bet the Joker right now, minus 130. Because if Nadal loses this match, and I think he might, that's going to go up to like minus 180 or so. It really will. Good job by everyone involved. Uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow right here on uh, Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Be safe, wear the mask, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's get some winners.